SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Well, uh, here Nompumelelo Mbuli in Newcastle is saying, yo, what great music. Hashtag LNC. Thank you for the nice music, Patricia. Big up, my sister. Love your show. We love you too, Nompumelelo. And listen, as much as we have great conversations, it's also very important for us to wind down the evening with great music. So, yes, that's what we're going to be doing. And uh, we have to end it off on the blast. This is the last day of November, okay? Officially, Xasa, tomorrow is going to be the 1st of December. So let's wind off very, very well. Let me welcome our first A-team guest, who is Daryl Murray, the Director for Labor and Human Resources Department at Fluxman's Attorneys. Darren, thank you so very much for joining us once again. How are you this evening? Yeah, fine and you, Patricia. Good to speak to you. Now, Darren, last week when you and I were having this discussion with the A-teamers around um, the rights of employers to change or not change employee retirement dates, I think this was a conversation where we just managed to scratch the surface and we'd like to go a bit more in-depth today. But before we do that, perhaps give us uh, you know, um, a, a, a summary of what we discussed last week in terms of do employers have the right to change an employee's retirement date? Yes, so um, I think uh, just to recap very briefly, we had discussed the um, authority that has come out of the Labour Court uh, recently, which is the subject matter of what we spoke about, where on on a particular set of facts, the Labour Court found that uh, the entity BMW were wrongful in altering someone's retirement age without their consent, this individual went to the Labour Court, assisted by his trade union, and the court found unanimously in his favour that it was automatically unfair to um, make the person change his retirement age and retire him at an earlier age, and uh, the court um, found that it was automatically unfair and the individual concerned um, was was successful on the basis that there was dismissal based on a discriminatory ground, i.e. on the basis of age, having attained an age which the employer in that instance felt was the retirement age, but this was disputed and the court found in favour of the employee. So, in other words, our law is standing uh, by the employee uh, when it comes to non-discrimination based on age. Do do we know in this particular case of uh, the BMW um, um, case, what was the age of this particular employee? Um, He was was forced to retire at the age of 60. So, um, in that particular instance and on on the facts, um, it was found that he hadn't agreed to the change in his retirement age from 65 to 60 some years prior. And when uh, he was then asked to leave his employment at the age of 60, he um, he felt that this was not the time that I had agreed to vacate my position or reach retirement age. And he challenged this and, uh, and he was successful because he, he labored under the misapprehension, uh, but the bona fide one, wrongful one, that his retirement would be at age 65, but his employer was of the view that he had uh, agreed, albeit wrongly, um, as the court found, to retire at an earlier age, i.e. the age of 60. So this person um, was very, very prejudiced in the sense that he's going along thinking that he's got another five more years of employment, and yet uh, his employer says, 
out the door you go because you've now reached the retirement age and he disputed that. And these types of situations, Patricia, will arise all the time where there's not certainty in a particular workplace's policy or in the individual's contract of employment. Now, uh, Darren, let's say, for instance, a particular contract does not stipulate the age for retirement and a person reaches the age of 65. Does that then mean that the person who's now 65 can continue working or at that age, can the employer come in and say no? So, you know, and this is a very, very important part of of the discussion. So to, to answer your question, they can't unless they have a normal retirement age. So in other words, unless that particular employer has over the time and consistently at that practiced that people who attain a certain age, perhaps 65, would then be deemed to have reached the age that that particular employer for the employee's particular job uh, deems to be the age when you need to retire. So if it's practice consistently, then the employer can always say, well, the normal retirement age in our organization is 65. And when you reach 65, we then will retire you. But that's a very tricky one because it's very easy for the employee then or the representative union to dispute that and to say, well, it's only my contract of employment and it's not even in the policy. And that can lead to big problems and and quite uh, hefty litigation. Sure. So in other words, if it's not stipulated on the employment contract, a person can work up until what age <laughs> so that it doesn't uh, come across as discri- age discrimination? Yeah. Well, I mean, people are living longer and longer. And that's why this topic is so interesting, Patricia, because people would have um, retired before and, and known that they probably would have maybe 10 years uh, of, of decent life before they would that, you know, that they wouldn't need to support themselves any longer. But now, of course, we're living much longer on average, and um, we need to have some certainty as to when we're going to be told to leave. Now, there are many people that are working into their 70s, and you'll often find that it's all well and good. The employer enjoys their service because they experienced the employees. They've been doing the job perhaps for many, many years and doing it well. And then one day the employer will turn around because it's a very easy way to, to terminate an employment's contract by saying, oh, well, by the way, Joe Bloggs, you've now reached your retirement age. But that retirement age has never been stipulated, and that employee has been blissfully unaware for all these years that he or she could be told one day that they would need to retire. We are talking uh, to Darren Murr, who's the Director for Labor and Human Resources Department of Fluxman's Attorneys, and we are looking at this retirement age and uh, the responsibilities and rights that employers and employees have around this. We know that there's a lot of people who are considering to work a bit longer in the formal uh, employment sector because of the cost of living and the fact that our life expectancies have really been extended. So I'd like to hear from you, A-teamers, if this is something that you're Considering, and have you looked at your employment contract? What does it stipulate? Perhaps you'd like Daryl, uh, Darren, to come in and and you know explain certain clauses of on your contract of employment around um, retirement. You can do so by dialing in on oh one one seven one four two oh oh six. Or you can SMS on 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614104107. Now, looking at age discrimination, it seems like uh, Darren that. 
the, the labor laws around retirement age favor the employees as opposed to the employer. And I think even last week I did ask you about the fact that uh, what about the employer's uh, productivity in order for the company to stay afloat? Yes. So, I mean, I think it's a, it, it, I think it's somewhat unfair to say that younger people work better. I don't think that's always the case. They can do certain jobs and be more productive, yes, than older people just because they've got more energy. But um, I'm one of those people that, that doesn't like age discrimination because I think there are people that can work and be exceptionally good well into their 70s. Um, so I actually support the legislation that we have in our country where um, the law is very uh, clear that you're not allowed to discriminate against in, individual employees. And, and there are numerous uh, reasons uh, and levels upon which you can't discriminate. Age being one of them. There's a whole lot of others, sexual orientation, religion, um, ethnicity. I mean, the, 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 the act goes on, and it's not a closed list. But one of those is, of course, age. And uh, I, I totally agree with that legislation because it can be abused. Um, but... On the other hand, employers also have to be able to say, you know what, this person doesn't have the sharpness that they used to have. They make mistakes. They're just not as efficient as you correctly said when you asked me the question. They're just not as productive as they were 10 years ago or even five years ago. But, you know, when you're looking at, and we spoke about this, life expectancy extending, but also a big factor, cost of living. Um, yes. Sometimes the retirement package that you're supposed to be getting is when you look at the debt that you have and the responsibilities that you have, you feel like working a bit longer um, w- would help you. Then would you then perhaps need legal assistance if your contract says, well, 65 is the D-Day and after 65, we can no longer keep you. Would you need legal representatives to be able to yes. continue with work? Yeah, well, I mean, you would continue, if nothing was said to you as the employee, you would just continue. You wouldn't raise it as a as an issue until it was raised by the employer. But uh, it will often occur, and, and I mainly represent employers, but um, I, I've been involved in many an instance where an employee has had to seek advice, where the employer says, well, you you the first out in the retrenchment exercise, for instance, because you are over the retirement age. We've given you a few extra years. Maybe you 68 or 70. But sorry, pal, you you know you you are now first to go through the door because you've actually retired. And then the employee should be getting legal advice because they won't know. And I suppose employers bank on people being a bit naive and uh, listening and accepting what the employer says without really questioning it. Um, but yes, they should definitely be getting legal assistance in those instances um, because they can resist the employer's uh, you know, approach quite strongly once it's brought to the employer's attention that what they're doing is unfair. I've got a question here from an ATMO sent in a WhatsApp. Let me remind our ATMOs that the WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107 as we discuss uh, retirement uh, dates and employers and employees. This is from Voyo in Bloemfontein who says, Patricia, please ask whether people can negotiate a lower salary instead of being forced to retire. Yes, that's a good question because the, and I've actually had that in practice where that's occurred. So, yes, you might say so if you approach, now let's assume, so the, 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 the WhatsApp doesn't say 
uh, give us facts. But let, let's just assume that your retirement age is 65. You reach 65, and maybe that's even in your contract. So let's assume the employer is absolutely correct and legitimate in saying to you, you now are 65, and I think you know you you will need to retire now in terms of your contract. You could say, let's enter into a new contract post my retirement where I work, but on different terms and conditions. Um, maybe it's on a month-to-month contract or a fixed-term contract, and it could very well be at a reduced remuneration. You could say, I understand that you you may not uh, want to pay me what you used to, but I need to live. I still am a breadwinner in my family. Um, and then you can indeed negotiate new terms and conditions, definitely. Okay, so only if the the employer is also willing and the employee is well versed around their rights, and yeah. I think that's where we battle because um, we, as um, ordinary citizens, are usually not well versed, and we don't have legal um, um, aid for for such matters. So we get yes. underhanded because our employers, well, yeah, our employers absolutely. have you know departments that deal with such things. Yes. Well, you know, in, in many organizations, um, you're not going to get any advice um, from anyone if you're an employee and you're working in a big organization. If you get told by your employer or the person to whom you report that it's now, you know, you may, you may be told in, with a month's notice to say, well, by the end of this month, uh, we're terribly sorry that uh, you then would have reached your retirement age. And uh, thanks so much. But uh, cheers and cheerio. Um, without having that knowledge, and, and, and inquiring and, and, and uh, debating this with your employer, you may then, uh, yeah, you may be taken advantage of because you would then be retired in circumstances where perhaps you shouldn't be. Mm. Um, let's look at retrenchments versus retirement because I've heard some institutions or companies would say um, you're close to retirement. Perhaps you are 59 or 60 yes. and uh, we are retrenching, but we we think it's better for you to rather retire so you get paid your retirement as opposed to getting paid a severance uh, check. What do you yes. think? What, what does the law say about this and what do you think is the best route for one mm. who's in that position? So if you are, so let's assume your retirement age is 65 and maybe you're now 62 and an an employer is going to be retrenching. Now, let's remember a person that's 62 may have been in that employee for many, many years, could have been 30 years, which means that in terms of the law, our basic conditions of employment act, you as the employee would qualify for a severance package if you were retrenched of one week's remuneration for each completed year of service. That's the the legal statutory minimum in in our law if you get retrenched. So what an employer would look to do is to save costs on retrenchment packages and highlight and pinpoint those who are quite close to retirement and attempt to get these individuals out the door by by saying to them, well, we'll offer you early retirement. And um, that often happens. And the employer saves a lot of money. But... The law is, the employee doesn't have to accept that. You can say, I only retire legitimately in three years' time, and I don't want to take early retirement. I want to work. I want to grow my pension fund and my provident fund. I don't want to have three years that I'm not working. And then the employer cannot then use age as a reason for selecting you or retrenching you because then they have to use normal and fair selection criteria that they would have ordinarily used in that process. They can't just highlight you as being a person of advanced years. So they would then have to retrench you with the others 
and pay you a package if indeed you were an affected employee through that process. Maybe your position was redundant or the employer was downscaling, downsizing. So so that would mean that... Look to save money. (laughs) So the employers would save money because they have the know-how. But if the employee is also well-versed around these laws, they would then take their uh, retrenchment uh, package and then wait for retirement to get uh, payout from their uh, Provident Fund. Um, Well, no. Well, they would would be terminated earlier. So their, their, their fund benefits, would obviously be less. So yes, you, let's assume you were retrenched at say 62 and you would have maybe worked until you were 65. You've now lost three years of contributions to your particular retirement fund. Mm-hmm. So you would, you would leave the employer of your employer with your severance package of a minimum of one week's remuneration for each completed year of service. And then you would be able to cash in on your retirement benefits that had been building up over the years. So you know, you wouldn't be that badly off. The individual that's badly off is the individual who isn't paid a package, who is forced to retire, uh, say maybe a couple of years earlier, doesn't get a retrenchment package, and gets a prejudicial payout from their retirement funding because they left a couple of years before they, they were anticipated to. And that's the person that gets hugely prejudiced. I hope our A-teamers are listening, whether it's you who's uh, facing the situation or someone close to you. If not, make sure you get the podcast of this, because I think it's very important right now with what our economic uh, situation is looking like, Darren. Let's let us just be open and frank about it. A lot of people are, being re- are getting ret- uh, retrenched or others are being yes. forced to retire because companies are closing down or trying to cut costs. Yes. And this is the time that... Us as um, citizens need to know our rights. So if, well, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yes, well, uh, I think employers and employees alike, specifically at this time, need to have heightened awareness because this is unfortunately globally in the world on a macroeconomic level that employers are downsizing, downscaling, and are embarking upon massive retrenchment exercises. So employers need to know their position that they don't commit automatically unfair dismissals and get taken to court where they could be hugely exposed. But on the flip side to that, employees must also be aware of their rights because they may receive a retrenchment letter, they may receive a a notice from the employer that within a month's time they will be retiring or forced to retire, and they need to know what their rights are. And in some organizations, the employees are lucky. They have a union that represents them, but they're unionized. But you'll find a lot of organizations and a lot of levels of employment and positions that people hold, they don't have a union that represents them, and therefore they are totally naive, and they would be totally lay people when it comes to these types of issues, and they could be hugely disadvantaged. Let me go to the lines and remind all our A-teamers that we're speaking to Darren Murr, who is a Director for Labor and Human Resources Department at Fluxman's Attorneys. And we are looking at uh, retirement age and what are the rights and responsibilities of both employers and employees. You can call in and uh, the number to dial is 011-714-2006. You can also SMS on 41391 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. KGM, good evening. How are you doing? 
Good evening, Pat. Uh, I'm good, thanks, and hope you're good too. Excellent, thanks. All right, good evening to your guests and to the listeners. Um, look, we we have a very confused constitution. I um, call me a doomsayer. They, there's this notion of us having the best constitution in the world, and I always say, I think South Africans need to travel the world for for us to to have that. Um, you know, uh, position of, of comparing apples with apples, not with bananas. Here, here's an example. Um, we had Ndade Maponya, Richard Maponya. Uh, I don't know if your guest would know about him. Um, he worked all the way into his 90s uh, as an entrepreneur, as a businessman. That opportunity is not afforded to an employee. Uh, some animals are more equal than the others. So if you're an employee uh, and you feel like you want to work all the way, uh, somehow you're going to be told, well, um, as your guest said earlier, companies like using excuses to get rid of people that supposedly become expensive to the company. Uh, It's similar to not digressing uh, a, a lot, it's similar to our educational system where you go, you study, you're encouraged to, to study, you study. After studying, you you seek employment and you're told you are not employable because you are overqualified. Now, I, I seek balance. I think life should be about a balance where it's a win-win situation. Now, this shouldn't be left to the law, because as it stands, in my view, the law doesn't make practical sense. There are people that would deserve early retirement. There are people that would not deserve early retirement. I think that has to be an independent choice by a person. I mean, if you look at the, the UK, for instance, or even the US, in fact, most European countries, um, that, that are said to have um, and, and, and age for retirement, actually it's optional. You you choose to retire because you feel, you know, it's like a sports person. You, you, some of them will tell you that I will, I will do this sport for as long as my, my legs can carry me. And, and you see some of them who retire early, but let's leave it to be a choice. I'm, I'm talking a, a, a wish. I know I'm aware that the constitution and, and actually, Labor Relations Act says something totally different, but it's in the practice. And this is where I, I challenge your guest to, to give us more information on it. The practicality of it, I was looking at the precedence that, that has been set on this. I think it's more on, on uh, the practice more than just the act as it were. Can, can your guest elaborate or teach us more on that? Thank you very much, uh, KGM, uh, on weighing in. We'll do so after the break. The time now is 10 minutes uh, to 11. Let me remind you that at 11 o'clock, Zolera Kotashi comes in with the final news bulletin. After that, it's Clairvoyant Media Mondays. Right now, we're still zooming in on legal issues. And um, Darren Murr, who's Director for Labor and Human Resources Department of Fluxman's Attorneys, is uh, giving us an understanding and educating us around employer and employee rights around retirement dates. After this, we'll be back. SMS SAFM now on 41391.
Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Daryl, uh, you're still with us. Uh, and uh, before the break, we had uh, a, a comment and questions there from KGM around the Constitution and its relevance as opposed to people having the choice of retirement. And he asked if you could please educate us around that. Yes, I think the caller raised a very good point because he's, he's, he's actually very right. Our Constitution is one of the most uh, liberal in the world and in our Constitution, what you will find enshrined is the right to fair labor practice. That's how, it's, that's how it's promulgated in our law. So the Constitution allows for that. And our Labor Relations Act tells you, as the employer, you cannot discriminate on the basis of age. So in practice, what, what, what one should be doing if you're an employee is when you are negotiating your contract with your employer, you should say, I don't agree to a retirement age of 65. I actually want to work uh, far longer. I want to maybe work to 75 or 80. And I want you as my employer to be open and transparent with me that if I'm doing my job appropriately, I I should be allowed to work beyond the age that most people might want to retire because I don't want to. And you are able to negotiate that. So when you negotiate your contractual uh, relationship with your employer, you're quite able to do that. And you're also quite able to disagree with your employer if they want to bring in a policy that says that retirement is earlier than perhaps you, you would have wanted. So our law does protect the employees. It's not really biased towards employers. It, it's actually quite balanced in the sense that it just says you can't discriminate. But in practice, as your, your listener correctly says, it often doesn't work out that way. But that's because the, the employee hasn't had perhaps the insight and the nuance to have good advice and to say, well, I'm, I want to agree this with you, Mr. Employer. I want to agree to go at 70, 75. And you can do that. Hmm. Well, that's where education comes in around these things. The fact that we now know that you can negotiate these things with human resources um, at your uh, employer. Let's go to the lines. Memaja, good evening. How are you doing, Memaja? I'm fine, thanks. And you? I'm excellent, thank you. Yes, you are. Memaja is a, um, a retired uh, professional nurse. I retired. Um, after 36 years of service, by then I was um, 62. I must say, on um, retirement, I actually did not want to retire at age 62. I wanted to push up to 65, but uh, the waiting conditions were just unbearable for me. Now, what I, I've got two points that I'm putting on the table. One, I bet with my life that uh, in the Department of Health, if I may be specific to nurses, our contract on employment says nothing about retirement age. Is issue number one. Um, issue number two, I just want to know what makes me different from a politician. I know not very long ago, our president... Um, was turning, I think, 67, 68, 
no nation is made of him retiring. We are all paid by 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 the public. What is it that uh, compels me to go at 65 and the politicians in particular not to go? To me, they are not doing an essential service. If a doctor can stay on until he's 70, 75 NNS, it makes sense to me. And a teacher. Why, why are others? The previous speaker mentioned something like um, some are more equal than others. I just want to know what is it that makes the politicians to stay on until when? I don't know. Thank you very much. Memaja, I love that question. Thank you so very much for posing it because, yeah, it's one of those that we need to uh, really put on the table. Um, have a good evening. Thank you very much. Darren, I love the question from Memaja. I really love that question because Uh, essential services should be given more of a privilege and more of, uh, um, you know, a push forward when it comes to the retirement date or retirement age. But politicians, I mean, sure, yeah. President elect in the USA over uh, retirement age. Uh, We all our presidents in South Africa actually have been quite elderly in age. Our parliament has a lot of people who and 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 no one says a thing. Yeah, well, uh, the caller didn't say why she was she was told that sixty two was her retirement age. It might. I mean, I don't know if she worked in a hospital. She probably would have worked in a hospital if she worked for the public, uh, you know, the Department of Health, the public department. I don't know if the institution that she worked for may have had a policy um, of saying the normal retirement age for nurses is 62. Given the type of job that it is, that she was asked to leave because she probably felt she could do the job well beyond that. And I fully agree with her. I'm totally against telling people that they must leave their employment at a particular age because someone in an ivory tower thinks so. So my sympathy is with her fully. I think when you look at the analogy of presidents and politicians, um, there's no one, there's no set retirement age for, for them. Um, they're not really employed by anyone. They're elected officials. So there's no one really that stipulates that beyond a certain age, you're no longer able to be a politician. Um, but yes, shouldn't it really be like that for everyone? Um, I'm advocating that because I, I'm, a very, um, I'm very pro the notion that you shouldn't be compelled to retire at an age that you feel you can still do a very good job. So I totally sympathise with the with the listener, and I agree with her. We've got uh, two minutes left before I need to go to the news, Daryl. Um, I want to find out what have the effects of COVID nineteen been on retirement? It's what it's done is it's given employers more and more of the opportunity to attempt to in a big retrenchment exercise, and I've been involved in many since. March this year, where they, they grew up a Hitler, so to speak, um, and I'm talking generally, and they know that they want to get some big percentage of their workforce out, and they will retire people rather than having to pay a package in a retrenchment exercise. But some of those people, I can assure you, are not being retired at the age that they should have been, or they asked to be retired early. I have no doubt that's happening in the length and breadth of this country and all over the world. Um, so, yes, because companies are so keen to cut their numbers, they will pinpoint 
potential older people as as candidates to be retired well before maybe that they should be, but to get them off their books, so to speak, and to save money. Hmm. So, yeah, COVID-19 has really affected everything, including uh, uh, the outlook and practices in organizations. Thank you so yeah. very much once again, Darren, for joining us. And I think you've given us an eye-opener around the rights of employees when it comes to their retirement and discrimination. Just as we are about to um, bid each other farewell, could you give us the website for Fluxman's attorneys so that people can yes. be able to get legal help? Yes, of course. So um, it's on the web, uh, www.fluxmans.com. Um, we've actually rebranded recently and we've got uh, a fabulous new new website, very interactive and very informative. Um, and on our website, you are able to look at the different departments and see which department uh, you would want to engage with for services. And employment law, um, where I'm a partner, is one of those. So by all means, if the listeners out there want guidance or advice, that's what to do. Um, and we'd be happy to assist. Excellent. Thank you very much, Darren. Really appreciate your Thank time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Let's go to Zolega Kodashe for the final news bulletin for November 2020. Good evening, Zolega.